Our gospel today is one of the best known in all of human literature, but no matter how many times we hear it and we know it all probably by heart, we can never exhaust its meaning because probably there is something in it that's part of our own lives today. It's often called the parable of the prodigal son. But is that proper? It's primarily about, is it primarily about the younger son who abandoned his father to live a life of self-indulgence? Yes, Jesus told this parable to tax collectors and sinners, but if you listen closely to the first line of the gospel, Jesus was also speaking to the scribes and to the Pharisees. The scribes and Pharisees were considered to be experts in their religion, and they avoided sin completely. They were like the older brothers in this parable. So maybe this might be also called the parable of the arrogant son instead of the parable of the prodigal son. The older brother was arrogant, considered him to be self-superior to everyone. So who's Jesus speaking to? Is he speaking to the prodigal son or to the arrogant son? And yet there's also a third person in this story that's very prominent, and that's the father. He's the one who rushes out to welcome the prodigal son unconditionally. He also, too, humbled himself, gently tries to reason with the older son. So it's a story about the father as well, who's so merciful. And it's very, very difficult to comprehend God's mercy today because we live inundated with a very, very unmerciful world that's always seeking revenge and holding grudges like that older brother. A few years ago, Pope Francis had a whole year dedicated to God's mercy. Every year, this whole Lenten season is meant for us to get in touch with the mercy of God. This week, the gospel scripture readings are about trying to give some attention to that mercy in our own lives. Second reading that we had from Paul started to think about that mercy. Paul said to the Corinthians, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Paul knew full well in his own life the importance of God's mercy. Remember, he was, Paul himself was a Pharisee, and he stood by when our first martyr, Stephen, was being martyred, watched it all happening, did nothing about it. He was on his way to Damascus to persecute the church there as well, and that's when he was struck down and had the very vision of Christ. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? His life was changed from that moment on. And he said in the letter to Timothy, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of these, he said, I am the foremost. But for this reason, he says, I was mercifully treated. So he knew the mercy of God in his life. And we see this mercy poured out in the parable today. The prodigal son who squandered everything ended up in a bad place. 
how he came to his senses, realized there was a better way to live, and he decides to come home. His father sees him a long way off and embraces him, gives him the best robe, places a ring on his finger that's very symbolic because the ring is a symbol of giving him the authority of the house, much like a bishop wears a ring, giving him authority over the diocese. Finally, the fatted calf, which is only kept for the finest of feasts. So he's given him everything back, everything, holding nothing back. Jesus tells the story because God is always waiting for us to return as well. Life is always better with God if we are in God's house, in his dwelling place. So God wants to welcome us. He wants us to return. And Lent is this great season of grace for all of us, like the prodigal son, to come to our senses. Sometimes there is something that that holds us back. We say, oh, maybe, you know, I've, I'm afraid to come back because I keep doing the same thing over and over again. Why, why do it? But maybe there's something that's just kind of like with that, with that son saying, moving us, moving us. So if there's some hint within us to return, pay attention, it is that, that grace of God urging us to trust in God's welcome We hear in the psalm, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. God wants us to experience all the life that he has for us. Sometimes it's difficult to experience that, to know about it. We see that in the older son today. He sulks outside of his own father's house, his own house. He won't go in and experience all that God wants to give to him. Um, So there's another lesson there. We maybe have both siblings within each of us. We're here. We're at church. We're observant religious folks. We keep the rules. But there's something else, too, to pay attention to in that, in that interchange between the father and the son. The son says, look, all these years I've kept everything that you've asked me to do. But notice kind of like the tone of the voice. Look, all these years... You know, there's, there's something missing in his relationship with his father. There's not much love there. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of resentment. Something missing. We might ask ourselves that as well. What's my relationship like with God? Is there any hint of that in my own relationship that I'm carrying because of my own relationships with my own friends, with my own family? So this is a season for for repentance. This is a season for us to get things right with God in my life and to let go of any bitterness, any anger, any resentments at all and to focus on that relationship that we have with God because God wants to draw close to us. He wants to have a loving relationship with each and every single one of us. As we see in the parable today, there's a better way to live. It's a better way for us to have a relationship with God. Pay attention to that grace um, that we see in the gospel today, the love and the mercy that is presented. This is truly the cure for anything that may ail us in a relationship um, that God wants to have with us in this season.